Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Possum University Show. I'm John, I know we haven't done a full formal intro in a while, but I'm John, a former animal cruelty officer, former animal shelter supervisor, and hopefully a uh, future IAABC certified in shelter behavior for dogs. Yes. So, and who are you? And I'm Jamie Cappanetta, I am a dog trainer, I am a behavioral consultant with the IAABC. Um, I do it all when it comes to the dogs, but um, haven't done, you're rusty. You haven't done an intro in a while. I know we haven't done a rusty. We haven't done an intro in a really long time. That's your go-to. Bad, bad, bad. Uh, yeah. All right. So this episode is going to be mostly about anxiety and uh, the hidden signs of anxiety because you started to notice that you had a lot of clients coming to you um, and not even realizing their dogs have anxiety. Yeah, it kind of like dawned on me this morning, and I've been thinking about this for a while, like going back through our episodes and really finding the ones that may need a little bit more emphasis or like a revisit just so we can talk about it maybe in more in depth if it's a, it was an episode where there was like three different topics that we spoke on, maybe plucking one topic out and really focusing on it. But even just this morning, I'm a per, uh, we just joined this uh, business group in our area and so many people are coming up to us and basically telling us what they're dealing with. And my response is always, it's anxiety. Mm -hmm. And they look at me like I'm crazy. Because they're like, there's no way this is anxiety. I have a stubborn dog. And I'm like, stubbornness doesn't exist. Spite doesn't exist in a dog's world. So if it's not those two things, what is it, right? We have to get down to why those things are happening. Um, so this episode is basically like your dog has anxiety and you don't even know it. Um, but all the things that are anxiety and are looked at as bad behavior or disrespect towards you. Right. I think that it's different in dogs in a sense that like when when people have anxiety it's usually pretty textbook you see the, the same things over and over again like the sweaty palms and the, like the nervousness um but we're able to communicate how we're feeling and dogs are not so they kind of have to come up with their own way so it, yeah. it kind of shows itself it's it's pretty uniform across the entire species of how they show their anxiety but there's so many different ways for them to show their anxiety. And that's kind of what you're going to get into. Absolutely. And to touch on what you were just saying is like with humans, it seems pretty textbook, but there, I'm sure there's a ton of people that are listening right now that don't realize that a lot of their little triggers and anger and like shyness or things like that, like those are all anxiety mm. as well. They just don't come out as the shaky, sweaty palms yeah. and like having a nervous breakdown. They come out in different ways. So I want everyone to think about that as well is that we, we, kind of do very much so act very similarly to dogs, just a little bit separate. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Chewing the end of a pen. Yeah, I like bite my nails. Fingernails. I bite my nails. Oakley licks his paws. They're the same thing. <clears throat> um, you know, we're, we're dealing with stress. It could be negative or positive stress, right? And that's like kind of like the first thing I always deal with too when we're going to talk about anxiety is that I want people to understand like anxiety isn't always like run for cover, hide under a bed, hide in the corner type anxiety. Like Oakley has anxiety and he's the happiest dog I've ever met mm -hmm. <laughs> other than Tishy. Um, and his anxiety is positive anxiety. Um, meeting new people, new dogs, like he's just excited to be here. But at the same time, that's still stress. Right. It's like when still, you're going to get on a roller coaster. Yeah. Like you're excited to do, but you're still like, oh my God. Right. Or like you're going to Disneyland. You're not even on the roller coaster yet. You know that you're going. The anxiety, the anticipation, um, the the being or the ability to calm yourself down in those moments um, 
is being able to deal with anxiety and stress. And a lot of our dogs have not been equipped or taught how to do that, whether mm. it's negative or positive. Um, so that's why a lot of these things seem like they're behavioral issues, and they are, but it stems from anxiety, which a lot of people, once you understand your dog is anxious, a lot of people can have way more empathy for their dogs. Yeah, They can help their dogs way more when they realize their dogs aren't being jerks. Right, a lot of people don't look at the actual behavior as a symptom of what's actually going on. Yeah. Because that's what's going on is you have a root issue and then the behaviors that follow um, are the symptoms of that issue. And everybody just kind of looks at the symptoms and they want the symptoms to go away without actually looking at, okay, what's causing these symptoms? What's gonna, what can I do to fix them? It's like you always say, like you want to get to the root of the disease to get rid of the symptoms instead of just taking Advil all day and hoping that the headache goes yeah, away. Yeah, but that's like, I always say like a lot of my clients will be like, oh, like my dog has IBS. And I'm like, so your dog has anxiety. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no. And I'm like, no, that's what you just said because you can't have IBS without anxiety. That's what it is. People don't realize that, that most dogs that have IBS do have some sort of stress in their lives that they're dealing with mostly on a daily basis, um, that it will give them the stress poops. Um, and that's a very common thing. Oakley gets it when he's stressed out, he'll, he'll get a little bit of loose poop. Um, you know, and a lot of our dogs that come to our reactive class, yeah, they're working on their reactivity. They are fearful of other dogs. And how many times during the class do you see halfway through, they, they go to the bathroom and the mom or dad goes, it's a little loose. I'm like, yeah, it's just stress. They'll be fine later. Don't worry. Not surprising. Um, hi Oakley. He just came and laid up in my lap real quick. Not that he's a lap dog. He's literally 90 pounds. 91 to be exact. We saw the great Dr. Mam yesterday and homeboy gained uh, four pounds. So we got to work on that. Something's going on. Yeah. We think Oakley's a little off. So we had to go to the vet, get some blood work, uh, make sure that he is okay. Um, so we'll, we shall see those results. But yeah, back to the anxiety. Um, yeah, it's extremely common. And I would say a lot of our behavioral issues um, stem, stem from that. I, I don't have a client that I've worked with, that their issues did not stem from some sort of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's not always the anxiety of like, I need to go hide in the corner. It's my mom is working again. My mom's working again, or she's watching TV again, and she's not paying attention to me, and no one's paying attention to me. And when no one's paying attention to me, I feel like the world is ending. Like that, there's so many dogs out there that are so needy, and that's like one of the one of the top ones that we see. Like my dog... People say, my dog's an a-hole. And I'm like, no, your dog is not an a-hole. Your dog doesn't know what to do with themselves. It's nervous energy. Um, And it needs to go somewhere, right? It can't be created or destroyed. So we have to put it, and that's why we always talk about enrichment and just making sure that our dog's needs are met. So if our dog is anxious because we can't pay attention to them, right? We have things to do. We have to cook dinner. We have to clean the house. We have to work. We have to make money. We have to you know, get the kids ready for school. We have to do these things and we don't really have a choice to just sit down and be with our dogs 24 seven. Um, but we need to put them in scenarios where they can more easily, um, tolerate and adapt to not being the center of attention 24 seven. Um, and I think that's a really big thing for humans to understand, even though as humans, we have this problem, right? How many people like when they were younger, like if they didn't have a significant other or they didn't have anybody they were talking to, they're, they're just constantly looking for a new relationship, mm-hmm. right? Like serial daters. That's because you need somebody to be focused on you and loving you 24-7 because right. you are coded that it's way. It's kind of like when we talked about in our resource guarding workshop 
where we said, you know, people resource guard too. You probably resource guard too when you have something that you want and you don't want anybody else to have it. And you had you had drawn the comparison of um, like your significant other. And yeah, you if somebody came up and started kissing you, I'd be like, get off my husband. Right. <laughs> I right. wouldn't you let would them do guard. it. I wouldn't let let it continue. Right. 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 That's a, like I would be resource guarding John because he is my husband. Right. Um, or like we lock our house at night. Mm-hmm. We have an alarm system. We don't want anybody stealing we our stuff. We don't want anybody stealing yeah. our stuff because we're, we have resources that need to be safe. Mm-hmm. So it's the same. It's a natural thing for all animals, humans included. Um, so we get, we get so angry about resource guarding. Like as humans, we we're like, oh my God, how dare they? Right? Immediately we think that our dogs don't respect us, that they're guarding things from us. But in reality, it's not about us. Yeah. It's not about us at all. It's anxiety. It's, I am so anxious that this thing that may not even actually have any value at all could be lost. And in that moment, you are not you. You are not the parent. You are not the one that loves them or just gave them that, like you were the one that just gave them the bone, right? That's out the window. They live in the moment. So that anxiety of I have this really awesome, valuable thing and I don't want to give it up, that's all they see. They don't recognize that you were the one that just gave it to them five minutes ago. That's out the window. So that's anxiety, that's stress that they are not dealing with appropriately because they do not have the coping skills or the understanding that this thing is one, maybe not that valuable or two, that they will get it again. And that may be because of the training methods that we've set forth, that we've done in the past, right? If they growl and you take it, hell yeah, you just agreed with them. You just proved them right that you are going to take this really valuable thing and he may never see it again. So that's anxiety that sometimes we create or we get a dog that's already a resource guarded, but we have to undo that anxiety, right? So that's not disrespect. It's not bad behavior. It's emotions um, and your dog having the lack of coping skills to understand how to mm. maintenance that anxiety. Right. So can you give us like a quick rundown of those hidden signs of anxiety that people might not realize in their dogs? Like just like scenarios in general? You could just go through them like okay. a list yeah. and, then, uh, and then we can dig into specific scenarios. So I spoke to someone today at the business group and they were like, my dog is potty trained, three years old, will, while I'm working, just go leave my office, go downstairs and pee and poop. And she's like, I think he's being like, F you, like sticking the finger up. And I'm like, no, I mean, yeah, he's probably really upset that you're working. He's needy, right? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, he's like, she's working again. I don't know what to do with myself. This is his now, his body's OCD response to deal with that stress, right? Stress because she's working and he's not getting the attention. So he has to go and do something. His body is legitimately pushing everything out right? It's his body clock telling him it's time to go to the bathroom. But he also knows that when he does this, she's going to come looking for him, right? So we have reinforced this. Yes. When you do this behavior, I will get up and I will leave my desk and I'm probably going to yell at you, but any attention is good attention. So now it's become this cycle, right? So they have to break that cycle. And what, but again, yes. Do we want to definitely break that behavior and not let him pee and poop in the house anymore. Absolutely. We have to fix that. That's, that's a problem, but we have to understand why the problem started. Mm -hmm. He is not secure with the fact that mom is working from home and not giving him attention. So this is in the absence of any medical, you know, medical cause. Absolutely. Right. We always want to make sure that our dogs are medically sound before we move forward with training. Um, what other example? Um, let me look at my list real quick. I wrote some stuff down so I didn't forget. Growling at a child. It's anxiety. 
It's not that dog trying to give dominance, right? Like she was saying, her other dog like will growl at other dogs or mm. little kids. And she's like, I don't know, like, is he just really dominant? And I'm like, no, because if he was dominant and confident, he wouldn't care about a damn thing. Right. He wouldn't be responding to anything. This dog is so no. nervous. He's insecure. Yes. And what is insecurity rooted in? Anxiety. Insecurity is anxiety. Absolutely. So um, anytime you see a dog that is trying to look tough, they are anxious across the board. It's just what it is. There's n- you cannot disagree with that. That is, that is just a fact. Mm-hmm. No dog is going to do that unless they are anxious that they're going to get hurt that something is in danger, a resource can be taken away, that's it. Mm-hmm. There's no other reason why a dog would do that. Yeah. Um, you know, dogs just don't come out aggressive. It's not, it's not how it is. Um, so that is a big one, right? Um, feeling emotions is like a bad behavior for dogs. We see that all the time, right? My dog is, is doing a bad dog thing. No, right? Like even someone like was saying like, oh, like there's some pit bulls who are good. And I'm like, all pit bulls are good. It's just, what you're seeing is anxiety. And stress and poor training, um, and no one's helping them. Yeah. So nature versus nurture. Exactly. Um, if your dog is demand barking you, nonstop, right? Um, when you're working, when you're decompressing, because like that dog that's peeing and pooping could easily take that anxiety and just put it into man- demand barking. Mm-hmm. It would still look like bad behavior. Mm-hmm. He's just choosing peeing and pooping as his right. outlet, right? But this dog can easily start barking at her, so she can't get any work done. Oakley. You just tooting. Tooting on camera? I already smell it. It's been <laughs> half a second, and it's already up Oaky. here. Jeez. I'm going to love a thought. So demand barking. Yes, demand barking. That could easily <clears throat> be anxiety. Demand, are you saying demand barking is exclusively anxiety, or it can sur- anxiety can surface as demand barking? It can, it can definitely surface as, as anxiety. Um, most dogs that do it are dogs that like need attention 24-7, kind of like this dog who's yeah. very needy. Or they're just... Their cup is really not being filled. Yeah. They're like, hello. I don't even know at this point. I don't even know what I need, but I know I need something. Mm -hmm. So you just turning and look at me is just slightly filling that cup enough until you turn away again and I can start barking again. Um, So making sure that your, your dog's cup is filled is usually the first area that we touch on, right? Like what is your day look like? Does this dog get enough mental exercise, physical exercise, emotional attention from you that's positive right not just yelling right i'm sure there's people that are listening right now and they're like oh crap i all i do is yell at my dog all day long because it's kind of like with kids too like there are some days where like jj like we've we're like all we're doing is like don't do this don't do that stop doing this right and like when you take a step back and you're like why is he having such a rough day he's not a bad kid no kids are bad kids why is he having such a bad day right have we been on our phones a lot today have we not been giving him enough of us because we're busy because we have a work thing tonight that we're prepping for, right? Like you have to think of those things with our dogs too. If we're not giving them enough attention, all we're doing is giving them the bad stuff. They're going to find a way to get what they need, whether it's negative or positive. They don't care, right? So that's something to look at. Um, constantly being destructive or getting into things that they know that they shouldn't. This goes along lines, the same thing, right? needing attention 24 seven. If someone is decompressing after a long day of work and nobody's paying attention, everyone's staring at that screen. I need to do something to get their attention, right? Or they're trying to get them if they're not getting enough mental stimulation, right? Enrichment, frozen bones, frozen Kongs, bully sticks, yak bones. They're not getting that aspect. They're going to find it. Mm -hmm. Whether it's 
um, taking your toilet paper or chewing the legs of your chairs. They're going to find the rug. They will find it however they can. Um, when they're chewing, licking, biting, they're, they're releasing serotonin in the brain. That make, that's that happy hormone. Um, so when they're doing it, they're looking for things to chew on. If they're big chewers, they're just chewing on everything. They're looking to self-maintenance their emotions. They're looking to try to calm themselves down. And we're not giving them the appropriate things to do that on, so they're going to find it. I didn't know if you wanted to add no, anything I, to that. Um, constantly moving or barking at anything, nothing, just into the void. Um, I, I dealt with a client yesterday. She's got three dogs and one of them will just bark for no reason, setting off the other one to the point where it, where it actually nipped her niece. It actually nipped her niece the other day. One barked, the other one nipped. It's like they're, they're working in unison, but they're both anxious about different things. Um, so it was very interesting to hear like he's just... He's so anxious, he just has to bark. Like he has to fill the silence because he doesn't know what else to do with himself. But he's also another dog who's very jealous mm -hmm. of other dogs, right? Any of those other two dogs get attention, he has to weasel his way in, right? So he's just constantly, his mind is racing, right? And he's probably not getting enough mental stimulation or appropriate one-on-one -on -one time, right? There's three dogs, they're all decently young. Um, the two older ones are both a year and a half, they're six weeks apart, and the younger one is only eight months. And there's only two humans in the house, so they're already outnumbered, right? And then there's a 10-year-old boy who takes resources, right? So all three of these dogs are just begging for attention. Um, so he's just barking because he knows someone's going to say something to him, right? Or one of the other dogs will bark with him, strengthen numbers. He's just trying to fill the time. Um, so that, again, anxiety. It's not bad behavior. Um, warning us, um, growling, lifting lips, showing teeth when we're asking them to do something like get off the couch, get off the bed or come with them or something. That's anxiety because they don't want to do the thing that you want them to do. They're comfortable or they feel like what you're asking them to do is unsafe. So they're giving you warning signs that they're uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable is anxiety, mm -hmm. right? Same for us. When, like if you ask me to do something that I didn't want to do, but I like am obligated to do it, I'm going to have anxiety about it. I'm going to be unhappy about it. And I'm also going to be stressed because I don't want to do it right? It's not disrespect. Oh, my dog doesn't respect me enough to get off the couch. That's, it's just silly, right? Like your dog is not sitting there thinking, I don't respect my dad, so I'm not going to move. That, that gives them nothing. They, they get nothing out of that. They gain absolutely nothing other than anxiety. That's it. Um, guarding any object. We already talked about guarding, right? No. That really rooted in insecurity and stress. Um, like I said, jealousy with um, other animals getting attention, having to weasel their way in. I'm dealing with another um, couple in Florida right now. Um, one's a really high energy dog. The other one is a recent rescue. She's only been a part of the family for like three months. Um, if she's getting attention, the brother needs to come and weasel his way in. And then she has insecurity with like sharing affection. She'll guard affection. So like uh, even like on virtual, like people are saying, oh, like, do you need to see the dogs? I usually don't. But like they were in frame and I saw it and I was like, all right, everybody back her away real quick because she looks like she's going to bite him. Re like she was super close to landing because she was so tight, Stiff. eyes wide, like li lip was lifting. Um, and he is blissfully unaware. Like he is not seeing the cues. Like they're still learning each other, mm -hmm. right? But he's anxious because she's getting love. So he thinks he needs to weasel his way in there. And then she's anxious about giving the love up and sharing it. Right. So it's, it's, it's getting in between their relationship. Right. So it's not just 
people dog relationship it's dog dog relation is relationship as well that can the stress can take over um chasing movement like feet bikes scooters things like that i have another client that i'm working with right now that they just moved into a new apartment um he's super reactive on leash like super scared of other dogs has been attacked twice um doorways really freak him out and they're literally right double doorway that's like where their apartment is so it's like Double always. trouble. It's always like that. Right. So getting, going to the bathroom and coming back in are triggers <clears> for him <throat> immediately. So he's just kind of tense all the time. And they've only been there for like three weeks, four weeks tops. And uh, now he's chasing the cat who he's lived with. Right. And he's like herding breeds in there and stuff, but it's something to do. It's almost like Gatsby with yes. the reflection through the wine glass. You get 100%. That little, or a reflection off your watch on Shadows, the ceiling. Um, flashlights, anything like that with movement, it's an obsession thing. It's an insecurity. Um, dogs will create these games for themselves to keep themselves busy, to distract from the stress that they're under 24-7. So these are all things, and I'm sure there's a ton more. I just don't have them on my well, brain I, right now. I think that another one that a lot of people are surprised to find out that like your dog is anxious like mailman syndrome, like just barking, oh, yes. barking at anybody delivering. They think that they just don't like the mailman. They want the mailman to go away. They're being aggressive. They're afraid. Yeah. It's anxiety. Oh, I just thought of another one. Keep going. That's it. That's yeah. It. Um, the other one, food. I could do a whole podcast on food anxiety for dogs. Um, both case study, right? Yeah. So John's right pointing at Oakley. His anxiety is that he will literally eat until he dies. Like if we gave him the opportunity, like, a buffet of food he would eat until he literally could not breathe anymore. Now I have dogs who won't touch food because they're too anxious to eat, right? Um, so there's there's both sides, negative and positive. Food for Oakley is a vice where other dogs, they control the food very similarly like people do when they're anorexic and bulimic. They are using food as a control, control mechanism because there's other things in their life that stress them out. This is exactly what our dogs do. So if you have a picky dog, you know, people say that to me, my dog's really picky. No, your dog has anxiety. Your dog's not a pain in the ass. Your, dog's ang- your dog is anxious and cannot eat whether we're overfeeding them without even knowing it. Um, their situation for eating is not safe. They don't feel safe to eat. There's so many different reasons why dogs are anxious around food, but that's a huge one that when I say it, people are like, what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> what are you it's saying right food. now? Yeah, it's, it's just food. food, right? You're a dog, you should eat. But there's so much that's wrapped into it. So much. Yeah. So there's a lot of hidden signs. Yeah. But it's always, it's interesting that a lot of times the road ends up at anxiety. And it's for something that happened a long time ago or some, some association the dog has made. And people are always so surprised. And then they realize, like, feel bad. oh, crap. Yeah. I'm, I'm a jerk. I'm the for, jerk, right? Yeah. Because I haven't had emp- any empathy for my dog. And meanwhile, this dog is struggling. Right? And it's... And I see it, like my client, they get so upset with themselves. I'm like, you were doing the best you could with the information that you had. Mm-hmm. And that's for you parents out there too that are struggling with your toddlers and your kids. We're all doing the best that we can, but it is our responsibility to learn more yeah. about our dogs. So if you're contemplating training of any kind, even if you're not even thinking about doing it with us, like if there's a positive reinforcement behavioral trainer in your area that you're considering working with, I highly suggest working with them and, and at least getting information about what they do because if you're trying to DIY it, you can do more damage if you don't know what your dog is struggling with. Like you should not be doing Band-Aid techniques, distraction yeah. techniques, um, you know, just putting these very flimsy Band-Aids on big wounds. Um, anxiety is a wound. It's not a little paper cut. 
Um, it is something that is deep rooted. It's emotional. It's lack of impulse control. It's, you know, big, big feelings in a, in a snap of a finger. Um, that's not good. That's unhealthy. And they need to learn how to deal with that the appropriate way. And they can only do so if we get to the root of the problem and help them feel better about it. So it is our responsibility to do better now. So if your dog is in this realm at all, I highly suggest reaching out to us and you know seeing if we can help you with what you have going on. But what if they don't live in New Jersey? They don't live in New Jersey. We do virtual training. Oh. <laughs> Even people in my business group that we just joined, I mean, like, they were like, oh, like, I have the perfect client for you, but they live in a different state. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's fine. That's okay. We do virtual. A lot of my clients are more, more than half of my clients are virtual. So um, it does not matter where you live. You know, um, even if you do one session, at least you can figure out what in the world is. You can get an assessment plan. Yeah. Even if you just do one, you don't have to do the bundles. You know, I know that that's hard for some people money wise. So if... If you just need some, some answers to why your dog is doing what they're doing so you can move forward appropriately, reach out to us. That actually reminds me, I don't think we mentioned on the podcast yet, but uh, if you have been debating like possibly doing training, like you said, we now have the bundles and we have payment plan options on the yes, bundles. Yes, we have payment plans. So you could break the price of the bundle up over three months. Yep. So that kind of Makes helps it people feasible. out. And we also do our happy tail guarantee. Yep, happy tail guarantee. If you are not happy, we will refund you. Refund you the difference yep. after your first session. After your first session. Um, yeah, I mean... This, uh, this entire time, there's snoring going on. I don't even know how it's going to sound. <laughs> I'm hoping that if I'm talking, you can't hear her because I'm decently loud. Maybe. We'll <laughs> and her, is that her blep I see? No, no I don't see a blep. Lip. Just her lip. Very tasty. Snoring away. Laziest pit bull in the world. Um, so yeah, it, payment plans. Are you going to get this out today? Why? So we can talk about tonight. Oh, there's no sense in talking about tonight. Okay. Well, tonight we have a reactive, uh, a reactivity to people workshop, for twenty five dollars. Um, so yeah. The first reactivity workshop sold out. Oh my god! Twice yeah. we had to add extra spots and sold out twice. Yes, I was um, really happy about that. Yeah, and then we did a resource guarding workshop last week. And now today we have a reactivity to people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they, they seem to be a, a, good, a big hit and they're, they're very affordable. So if you are interested in workshops, I, I, there's, there's a very slim chance that anyone's going to download this and listen to it before 9 o'clock tonight. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying. There's no point in saying, go, go, go sign up right now. But go to possumuniversity.com uh, and you can check out the rest of the workshops. Yeah, we're going to continue these workshops. We're going to keep doing them. Yeah, and, and like we'll bring back the reactivity one. We'll bring back the resource guarding one. Um, and as we pick dates, they'll be on there. You can book them in advance and then you'll have access to the workshop after the fact. So yep. typically they've been running about an hour and 15 to an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. um, so you'll have that whole hour and a 15 hour and a half long video, including the Q and a section available to rewatch later. So yeah, that's the biggest thing. If you can't make it, cause, oh, I can't make it cause the time zone, you know, just do it and then you can download it later mm -hmm. and watch it at your leisure over and over again, whatever works for you and your family. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, so we really covered anxiety pretty good there. Yeah. I really want to touch on dogs and babies again in a future episode. I think that's a big one, and yeah. we have our our dogs and babies course mm -hmm. that I want to. There's a couple little tweaks I want to make to it, little visual improvements, but we have that as well. Um, so, 
Yeah, I think that might be our next episode. Cool. A little more dog and baby action. I'm all about it. Uh, I have a lot of dogs and baby clients right now. Really? I do. Yeah. Uh, good. Yeah. All right. So that wraps up our episode on yes, anxiety. It does. Um, anything else you'd like to add? Mm, no, just keep a lookout for those workshops. Um, and vote for me. Sniff spot. Oh, yes. They have till March 9th, 2023. Yeah, you can vote daily. Um, last year, I was voted number one virtual trainer in the United States. I was voted number four overall trainer in the United States. And I was voted number one for New Jersey. So I'm hoping with the help of all of you, that we can do the same back again. To back. back How can to they back. vote? They can vote. If you go to our Instagram, you can go to our link tree and you will see it there. We also will probably have it posted daily on our story. You could easily yeah. just click the link from If you don't too. follow us on Instagram, get over there. We're yeah. trying to break 50,000. Yeah, we're, we're like, so close. We're so just, close. We're so close. We, but we get a couple followers and like we'll lose one or two and then we get a couple more and we lose a couple more. Yeah. It, it's like an ebb and a flow, but we're trying to yeah, break people through weed that. People weed themselves out. Yeah, well, I, I, I was seeing a lot of like, every now and then you'll see somebody follow us mm -hmm. and, and I'm like, they won't last long. Cause it'll be like, um, like whatever bully kennels. And it's like, yeah. you're not gonna like what we No, you're say. not gonna once be happy this out, about our methods. Once you, once you figure out what's <laughs> that going on here. We don't do balance training. You won't want to stick around. Yeah. Um, so if you so. want to join us, join us over there. Yeah. So please vote for me daily. Yes. You can vote once a day. Yeah, that's what works, right? Yep. All right, so that's all we have for this one. We will talk to you hopefully next week. Class dismissed.